this is the core teaching of the mystic traditions. Still the noisy mind and recognize your union with perfection, with freedom. If you are watching in seeking to heal your confusion, to deepen your awakening, enlightenment, union with freedom and perfection that you already are, ask yourself the simple question, how many minutes per day do I consciously still my noisy mind? I just realized you're hanging out with a multi-hundred-year-old tree. 
and a timeless deafening silence. Small context. Sockman, Nate Zarin, MC High, and I met about three or so years ago in San Francisco, the Bay Area. And our first conversation was episode 113 on the show which we're now at 754 for our second episode together which i do think is the longest chunk of time between the same guest appearing on the show which is pretty cool and the first time that we talked We were both in a, from what I understand, seeking. And then the second time that we're now talking, we have both found. <laughs> and it's deepening, but we now have communed with that diamond that was already around our necks. And so I'm jacked for the convo. <laughs> the first convo we had, I didn't even know what your show was about. <laughs> the second convo we have, it's about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sockman's metaphysical name is Sockman. His birth name is Nate Zarin, and his awakening music rap name is MC High. Is that right? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Sounds pretty good, too. <laughs> He's been deploying a lot of good awakening music that I've really enjoyed a lot. And his analogy of the sock and repping that with his name is really good for metaphysical insight. Could you explain it for us? Even the beginning of the interview was a sock recording silence it's the inverting quality of the simultaneous fullness and emptiness infused in this present display 
and it feels like on a personality layer i'm just the accumulation of all socks like <laughs> if you're a sock man you know who you are you <laughs> hoodie beanie you're socked out man it's just what it is Okay, so the sock for most of the individuations in this creation is jutted outward. Mm -hmm. And when you undergo the process of reversing the sock, <laughs> okay so for most of the individuations in the creation this is your perception jutting out towards objects and experiences and relationships and substances and trying to seek material possessions and what awakening or enlightenment is in many ways is it's taking this and reversing that very perspective that you were you were jutting out your 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 vision out here and now what you've done is you've in a sense reversed that to become aware of your awareness aware of your being aware of your source and then the sock disappears. <laughs> <laughs> or you are the sock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've already gotten Anders threw up the sock emoji already. <laughs> Eve's throwing up the sock emoji. <laughs> You're starting a trend. I love it. It's become one of my favorite emoji sets also. I love it. I love it. What's the best way to visualize this? 
So, oh, like, <laughs> like this. <laughs> it's the non-dual object. <laughs> I've dissolved many times just turning a sock inside out and outside in and inside out. Yes. Using language, it's like, it's like taking yourself looking at a tennis ball or a pen or whatever you have. And rather than looking at the object, you become aware of the awareness and then you become aware of the source of the awareness. And then you kind of just like pop into nothingness, like reverse all of creation back into nothingness. And then you pop all of creation back out to all of these individuated agents that are observing creation that all are one intelligence at play with itself in this universe. And so the basically the faster that you can pop consciously with your different lenses, pop into nothingness, pop into everythingness, pop into the redwood tree behind you, pop into your glass of water, pop back to nothingness, pop to everythingness, and just be able to just do that. Do you feel like that's sort of one of the last stages of awakening is the ability to navigate all of that? I feel like there's no foundation for authority of stages. In in my personal experience with the story that I've kept, I, I feel the same way that you do, where it's like you invert the sock, like I can see everything, so it's not me because I'm the observer observing it. And then you realize that one last sphere of observer completely blends in with the rest of the field. So you're simultaneously the sock and there's no sock. But it doesn't seem like there's a stair step. Yeah. It seems like the stair step is the, the rainbow in the levels of the dream. Where do we go from there, man? <laughs> it's this is the biggest conversation sort of happening in awakening slash enlightenment circles is that there's no path. It's just already free perfection. There's no path. And then simultaneously, when somebody's like, I'm suffering, what do I do? And you're like, there is no path. You're perfect and free. And so your response to them, if you can have multiple lenses, which personally, from what I understand, the best way to navigate is to have these different lenses to help people because that's you asking for help in this dream. And so in the conversation, it would be, you know, still the noisy mind. Practice using your breath, your respiration. Mm -hmm to just recognize that that's a thought cloud that's either in the past or it's in the future and that it's making you depressed or anxious and to just still the noisy mind repeatedly using the breath and become aware of even being and aware of awareness itself and relax more and more into that and then recognize that you are what actually created 
the awareness and beingness and reality. So to move your identity more and more from being a person to being the source of creation, to love and accept yourself radically and fully exactly as you are. Right. Integrating, seeing clearly the groundless ground and the tracelessness of the pathless path, which you talk about, is, is indivisible from having a strong belief that there never was a path. If it's not directly experienced, then there's no uh, dissipation and we experience death. And so as Atlas is Atlas and saves the world, <laughs> there's, there's no attachment of the, the story of the freedom. Because if there was attachment of the story of the freedom, it would perpetuate the interdependent negativity. Exactly. I will only be happy when the sustainable development goals are met. That's mm -hmm. a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for attachment. My nature is happiness and peace and perfection and freedom every single heartbeat. And in this North Star position, in a very non-attached way, the calling in the North Star position is to meet the basic needs of people on the planet. Mm -hmm. It's to maximize planetary awakening. This is where Buddha and Atlas merge into one. This is what the Bodhisattva is. Actually, just to take a moment to deepen the amount of gratitude that radical love and acceptance for you and I and for this entire creation exactly as it is and for ineffable gratitude for the force behind Sockman and Atlas being so driven to figure it out. I find myself here. What is the point of this? Who am I? What is I? What is me? What are we doing here? To the point of uniting with the answer, embodied, realized, and then being able to radiate like the sun with love and light and wisdom and grace and peace and joy and service, pure service. And so 
I'm really grateful that this is actually a really interesting example of a multiple year dedication and then piercing the veil as fail. And then getting to talk about it afterward. <laughs> the quality never changed. So there's really nothing to talk about. And as long as that feels true to your soul, the tracelessness will take you all the way because there's no moral equivalent to wrap you in the dual spinning. But if I'm like, <laughs> I want to be silent for the rest of my life like a tree and I force it and it's not doing anybody any good. I think this is what you said, yes? The tracelessness will take you all the way. Something that I've learned from you along this story was the simultaneity of being in touch with the tracelessness while weaving the tapestry. Yeah. clarify when you reference tracelessness There was never anybody sitting on that bench. There you go. Wow. 
Wow. The recognition of nothingness actually deepens when tracelessness is further deepened itself as well. This pace of conversation helps not only me, but I'm sure everybody else to continuously recognize on more immediate layers. So the silence cultivates the intellectual latticework instead of the intellectual latticework cultivating the angle of the silence that we abide at. And this is the shift that <laughs> this community is passing over right now. An asterisk that I would add to abiding in silence is that if when you're abiding in silence, if you're not consciously becoming more of an adept to see the difference between the noisy mind of thought clouds versus the pure, bare, empty, aware beingness, then you're perpetuating 
long spaces of time where you just let your noisy mind go bonkers. So the unfreezing of your will and choice from your robotic algorithms, which is what happened for me and many others that awaken, is that you slowly redirect your attention towards the pure, bare, empty sky of awareness rather than the noisy mind clouds of thoughts and emotions and beliefs and needing to force your perspective into everything. And so while Sockman, what he says is imperative, it's paramount, it's the cultivation of the intention as well with the silence and the space. Just like the I am teachings, if you fall into a pattern of rigidity of directing yourself over and over, stay silent, don't think your mind can't stay in your mind. And so it's recognizing the ineffable, <laughs> the identity of self-liberation as soon as it arises. Yeah. We do practice this rigidity to gain recognition. And after recognition, rigidity falls away. Mm. Mm -hmm. What is the intention behind the affirmations of you are infinity, your nature is infinite possibilities? Because that, that can create and has created in me, in my story, rigid beliefs that create a boundary from direct recognition. Will you explain how it's done that? If I believe it is nothingness or I am infinity, then that conceptual wall clouds up the void of ineffability. How does it cloud? Because it it inhibit or it blocks the clear view of tracelessness. If I'm 
defaulting on a conceptual flat insight. I am emptiness. I am infinity. Yes. And it plays into the statement right here is after recognition, the rigidity falls away. Mm -hmm. And I would add a small asterisk to the section over there as well, that even after recognition that you'll still have, for example, it's not like Sockman lives in perpetual tracelessness and then ends up having a conversation with somebody. Because here's the thing, you're going to have a conversation with somebody. And when you have a conversation with somebody, what's going to happen is that even though you know there's tracelessness, what's going to happen is that there are still going to be catalysts and there are still going to be distortions that are indicated for you. So if you bathe in perpetual tracelessness, you will completely ignore the catalysts that are trying to indicate to you that you still have purification work to do to not be coming from a place of your conditioning. So you could say that the rigidity of no mind enables you to gain recognition of ineffable, perfect freedom that you already are, traceless, infinite. And after recognition, the vast majority of the rigidity falls away and you become liberated to use any of these lenses anytime, but specifically the rigidity with vigilance on every single frame as you do the tapestry weaving is important because you'll notice that there will still be a slight nuanced subtle difference between when you're coming from your conditioning versus when you're coming from source i am this is what is the most awakened subtle nuance of spirituality that I've recently been introduced to by Bentinho Massaro and their team in the No Limit Society. And it's incredible because it's like the Navy SEALs of spirituality. But it's up to your unique expression of this traceless infinitude if you will care about this perpetual p 
purification away from conditioning and to coming only from the highest expression of God serving itself in its own one intelligence playing. Or if you'll come from a kink or a twist or a distortion in your conditioning, which still serves the creation, but you will gain more vigilance with discerning between those. And the choice will be yours up until the point when there is no choice. Because then the only choice that's left is to come from source I am, period, for every single frame, period. But then the purifications will get even more subtle and even more nuanced and even more highest echelons of Navy SEALs. And that's the game. From what I understand. How did that resonate? Suck, man. Just in our brain, man. That resonated. In this highly concentrated to full purity, if it feels natural, dissolution is all that that is necessary. Tracelessness is all that is necessary. And if the the dream layers are act are activated and engaged with creating effects on the world, whichever way, that's also necessary. This sounds like what you just said. Is that correct? Tracelessness is all that is necessary for pure tapestry weaving. <laughs> Why not, man? <laughs> Perfect. The more empty you are of your conditioning, of your psychology, of your ego, of your onion layers, of your identification with personhood, the more empty you become, the more you're able to hold space for the creation to awaken and to do it from a place of purity. The creation awakening being the tapestry weaving. You're able to do it from a place of purity because you're coming from a place of tracelessness versus coming from a place of conditioning, twist, distortion, ego, onion layer. Damn. <laughs>
So as we sat for that minute or so in silence after the last banner appeared, the understanding of tracelessness is all that is necessary for pure tapestry weaving deepened because we sat in silence. Because we abided in tracelessness, it deepened. So the very silence further cultivated the very lattice work that enables the deepening of the profound recognitions of the true nature. I would add another asterisk. By the way, see this little adding of an asterisk only came from abiding in silence for another minute. It's coming from emptiness. Right. There's yes. no there's no using your mind to think of the next thing to say. That's one of the biggest things I've learned from rapping is you need to not think to have something to think about. Taking that step back is is where it happens. Also, this, this gem of the non-duality community, we can listen to each other talk and the dream of the awareness display points towards the all-pervasive essence. <laughs> it's just our mind. It's, it's really amazing. Thank you, man. Thank you. I highly encourage our audience to follow Sockman, his Instagram and Spotify links will be below in the bio. He is very much a young master of awakening and is weaving it into music and more and i learn all the time when i talk to him the little asterisk that was coming through was that in this 
Tracelessness is all that is necessary for pure tapestry weaving. The tiny asterisk would be that if the expression of infinity that you are, if the traceless firework that you are is to abide in tracelessness in a mountain cave away from all humans, then that's your expression. But you can tell that that is not the Bodhisattva Atlas Tantric Sahaja Samadhi weaving of the profound awakening realizations into the civilizational architectures and protocols and enabling further planetary awakening. It is in its own way energetically. Hmm. And so the tiny little asterisk would be, is the main test to be traceless in a mountain cave or is the main test to be traceless in the middle of Manhattan? <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever is happening is happening. And so being the bodhisattva or the atlas with no attachment to the result is just as traceless as sitting in a cave engaging in the world not seeing the tracelessness of it and assuming that there's concreteness in it traps one in the extreme circling of the dualities the interdependence between the good and evil forces and so <laughs> we're talking to ourselves man it's really a beautiful thing to be a part of it yes talking to myself in a dream and Sockman says it so well that if you don't know this is one intelligence at play with itself in a dream you will get stuck in the perpetual cycle of duality and of maya and qualities that you identify yourself with will dissipate. Yeah, because now instead of being one intelligence playing with itself in a dream, now instead you've become a person with a career and with a a preference for material possessions to try and prove your worth to other people to get validated by them. You really start seeing the misery. I hang out with this statue. <laughs> she's she's reading the Dharma.
you see in the book right there it says the three jewels of buddhism <laughs> buddha dharma sangha just flip between the pages <laughs> Actually, the statue reminds me of the tree behind you as well. The tree is going through a faster cycle of impermanence because of the photosynthetic quality with the oxygenation of the planet's atmosphere to enable us to be this one intelligence at play with itself in a dream the so the statue has a somewhat similar cadence to it because it does not have a mind that is hella noisy and toiling it around endlessly but at the same time it's not creating oxygenation <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to try something out and go one brain in a dream? All right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk to ourselves. I'll say one word. You say one word. I'll say one word. <laughs> you say one word. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. The story of our unified theory is that which 
inexhaustibly <laughs> purifies dreams can we say period <laughs> and start a new sentence I am period. <laughs> that one was so good. <laughs> Our reality is One unchanging source Love is the truth Can we deepen the challenge of the activity by also turning it into music? Can we add a musical rhythm <laughs> as we <Yeah>. go? Okay. <laughs> hmm. I <laughs> laugh. All the time. Conceptual located star cluster going far, <laughs> me and Atlas going bar for bar. <laughs> the ineffable perfection already inside you, you fool. All you got to do is turn inward, reverse that sock inside out, get to the very source of your ineffable creation that you're exploring. <laughs> that you're exploring <laughs> it's a piece of paper that never was torn <laughs> it's all you and nothing is foreign 
There's nothing you could ever really learn. Nectar, man. <laughs> Nectar. That's such a good word for it. The best way to describe the I am, God, the witness, the observer, the all-inclusive awareness the being presence, nectar, nectar, the same way that the bees collect nectar and pollen from the lavender plant is the same way that humans collect the nectar from the planet, the civilization, the Big Bang. Doing our thing. Oh, that song was there to ever sing. <laughs> <laughs> Searching lyrics. <laughs> I took a note from a bit ago that I'd like to share as well because Sockman is a rapper, musician, artist. He brought this up earlier. The very nature of creativity is that you have to get out of your own way. <laughs> you see all of the examples with freestyle rappers. It's the most common one. The moment that they start having these self-referential thoughts, the freestyle disappears. Resolving the why. The why that takes you all the way. These what, where, when, why, who questions are the, the traceless essence which fades out of the verbal located spectrum. And that's why if you dig far enough into the into questions like these, who am I? What is I? What is me? Who, what, when, where, how, why? You get to tracelessness. 
And then you get out of your way. Get all of the conditioning and the ego out of the way. And let the creative flow to just divinely channel through. The entire creation is one big freestyle. <laughs> that was uh, the first sock man. That's where it came from initially. So I was freestyling and I was rapping about rapping, or rapping about existing. I was like, wow, it's like a sock. The style, man. Amanda popped in. We love you. <laughs> Highly recommend checking out the Anata I Am a Strange Loop by Amanda. I <clears throat> that piece of art, music kaleidoscopic beauty is a masterpiece for awakening. It really got me to deepen the illusion of the eye the intoxicative illusion of the eye. I would say it even got me to pop in many ways from self, capital S, to no self, from Atman to Anatman. Recap, the tracelessness will take you all the way. <laughs> all the way to nowhere. 
And then from that sourceful emptiness, freestyle, create in service to the creation rather than serving the distortion. Simultaneity of tracelessness plus tapestry weaving. Silence cultivates the intellectual latticework, the enabling of profound recognitions. The people that I've been with that have been some of the most pure, empty mirrors in service to the creation have been the most Jedi-like in creating the silent containers that enable the profound recognitions. So that's another great thing for the tracelessness is to hold that space for the creation to awaken. Practice rigidity to, re, to gain recognition. After recognition, rigidity falls away, yet the purification continues. Tracelessness is all that is necessary for pure tapestry weaving. One intelligence playing with itself in a dream. Get out of your own way for rap creativity. The more that you take yourself away from your distorted person conditioning towards coming from the empty sourcefulness is exactly what enables you to rap, be creative, freestyle, do art, do music, do entrepreneurship. And the more that you come from a distorted person conditioning, the more you're in your own way and you're a person instead of being a vessel for source God, I amness. The entire creation is one big freestyle. Cool. All right. How do you feel about? I was going to say, I was going to say rapping, but I figured you were going to not do the WRAP, but the RAP response. <laughs> yeah. Some people just prefer to stream it.
This has been an interesting part of our relationship also is the perpetuation of continued sharing of the path of awakening versus the no sharing of the path of awakening. Truth is a pathless land. We're <laughs> a good sock mirror, man. <laughs> <clears throat> so sock man is another way of saying infinite bra to an extent. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the same kind of thing. It's just, I'm a sock and he's a bra. <laughs> I love that. But the sock dies and the bra dies. I like the idea of when people taste, glimpse, and then embody tracelessness to call them sock man <clears throat> they've tasted the reversing of creation to nothingness audience question do we live in a simulation since we are in a dream Sockman, do you distinguish at all in the difference between a simulation or a dream <laughs> I, had a, <laughs> I had an interesting dream about a simulation <laughs> <laughs> which was a universe that sprouted a <laughs> civilization of humans There was this interesting dream though, where um, just like with an audio file, if you copy two audio files and you invert the phase of one, it creates silence on both sides. We went into the simulation in the dream and headsets were created that completely mirrored your brain waves and liberated everybody into twofold emptiness.
It was all a dream. Shout out. We'll put the link in the bio below to Anata, I Am a Strange Loop by Amanda Rizzo as well. You know what you just said is awesome because it's like the creation itself is the song in the Eternal Symphony and then the the nothingness is like what you described with taking the track and inverting it and putting it on top and having that silence. <laughs> Question for you from Rob, where does the motivation to make music come from? Does the meat suit do it and you just watch it unfold? Watching the motivation dissolve has been a big part of the story. Just being very depressed and then seeing the groundless ground and seeing that there's nothing to do and nothing to learn, nowhere to go. And so the music has created itself since the Sockman project. And it would be, <laughs> it would take effort to shut my mind off and be like rigid about not thinking of bars. All right. That's a wrap. It's a nice freestyle, man. Good rap. This conversation was a microcosm freestyle of what the civilization and universe are doing macrocosmically. Just surrender to the infinite unfolding. It was all a dream. Blank characteristic television. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Infinite adoration. Thank you. Thank you.
Check out the links in the bio below to Sockman's Instagram. It's awesome. Posts a lot of good content on there. Also his Spotify for his music. And you can find our homie Amanda Rizzo's Anata Strange Loop down there as well. And if the convo brought you value, would love for you to give it a like. Helps the algo. Subscribe if you haven't to the channel. Give us a comment below with your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. And share the video with people that you feel like it would bring value to. All righty. Aw. I look forward to our next inception, bro. <laughs> Me too. Me too. All right. I'm going to... End the broadcast and we'll stay in the studio and chat for a moment.